The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. With life, family, health, and finance pulling us in every direction, we lose connection to the real self and the intuitive voice that guides us forward. We leave our dreams behind and wonder why we're not living a better life. Welcome to the show that will put you back on the path that you need to be on. Welcome to Living the Best You with Janice Darrow. Through the guidance from Janice and her guests, our intention is that you'll be inspired and have greater clarity to live a more harmonious life. Now, here is Janice Darrow. Hi, this is Janice. I I was just talking about how I love that jingle that that comes right before. Um... We, I wanted to just talk a little bit about last week, our guest, Cynthia. There was a, um, a phone uh, number confusion. She did try calling in uh, another number. So I just wanted to say any apologies on my end, I apologize. So Cynthia Luce did uh, attempt to try, try to call in. Um, so today we uh, will start out with a reflective exercise, as we usually do. Um, so if you could just close your eyes. And take a deep breath in. And as you exhale that breath, just feel the stress of your body, the stress of the day, just releasing it out. And as you take another deep breath in, feel yourself go a little deeper inside yourself. And as you take an exhale out, feel yourself staying inside yourself in that deep, quiet place. And as you're sitting in this deep, quiet place, just know that this is the place that when you are in a quiet space that you can ask your intuitive voice for direction, for clarity, for guidance. And the more that you exercise this muscle, this part of you being in this space, the clearer the guidance will come, the intuition will come. And so one more deep breath in and release it out. And with open eyes, welcome to the show. So today we are going to talk about intuition. (laughs) Um, And I am thrilled to uh, our guest today is uh, our guest that we had a couple weeks ago, uh, Geraldine Plato. And Geraldine is, uh, she's a health advocate, a journalist, mother, educator, and a creative community builder. And today she is um, going to be the interviewer. <laughs> so I am really honored to uh, welcome to the show Geraldine Plato. Hello, Geraldine. Hi, Janice. It's an honor to be here. Thanks. 
So I guess I'll have to say this was my idea. I was talking to you and I said, Janice, I think you should be the guest on your show sometime because you have such a tremendous story to tell. And um, we do want to learn about intuition and that's how we came up with this idea of turning the tables and me being the interviewer. Um, So there's a lot to cover in just a very short amount of time because it's such a fascinating topic, but um, before we dive in, I want to take a few minutes to introduce you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I should say reintroduce you to your own audience. (laughs) Okay. So so Janice is a nationally acclaimed intuitive empowerment guide. She uses intuition, life experience, and practical wisdom to help guide individuals, couples, and groups to live a, a more empowered life. Um, her life experience is extensive. She's overcome many challenges, including a complicated childhood. She's fostered 17 children, adopted five. She's taught workshops all over the country and wrote a weekly newspaper column for years, all that while serving thousands of clients all over the world uh, in a, her private practice for 30 years. So... Um, the thing that I love about working with Janice, I personally have been a client of hers for eight years. Um, she has this no-nonsense kind of wisdom, and, um, and she uses that not only when she talks about herself and her own life, but it's the basis for her approach to working with others and um, living proof of um, kind of working with these challenges. She's, she's worked through them to create this incredibly beautiful, inspired life for herself But then through this, she's also created excellent tools that she wants to share with us today for how we, too, can create our own um, life, empowered life. So that said, let's get started. (laughs) Um, I'm feeling... um Honored. This is very sweet introduction here, Geraldine. Here. <laughs> so, all right. Okay. Well, okay. So let's go. Um, how do you define intuition? What is it? Yeah, that's um, that is a great question. Intuition. Um, I you know through all the workshops that I've done, I've 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 taken it from the Webster's uh, Interpretation, but it's the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. So everyone has intuition. I do want to, um, at this point, put in a, put in a, a, say a quote of Einstein's, which, which I really love. Einstein says, uh, the intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the rational mind is a faithful servant. We have created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift. And I like that because really uh, what, what he's basically I'm hearing him say is that we've turned it around. We're focusing so much on the rational reasoning mind over the intuition. And uh, really the more that we focus on our intuition um, and really use the rational mind as ways to implement it, the more I feel empowered and powerful we will be in our personal day-to-day life. So I see intuition as a way of life, a way of thinking, a way of um, experiencing choice or utilizing the tools for choice. And I do feel um, that we have gotten away from that culturally. And and why is that? Because a lot ah. of us don't uh, necessarily feel intuitive. How did we get away from it? Yeah. 
way back when. Uh, <laughs> this is my uh, my take on it. I'm I've, I've doing a disclaimer here. I I haven't read this. This is just my thinking on it. But during um, I believe before the medieval days, uh, people relied a lot on intuition for hunting, gathering gardening, agricultural, just to function day-to-day life. So there was a very strong intuition with, with our life. And, um, you know, if you really even think about, you know, uh, feeling whether there's safety or not, you know, people operated from that. What I feel happened during the Middle Ages with the rules that came in is anyone who disobeyed the rules oftentimes got punished. And so there became a very strong fear to follow something that was outside the rules. So people started shutting it down. So that's the Middle Ages. After the Middle Ages, the Renaissance, which was wonderful for the arts and sciences, didn't fare so well for intuition either because basically the sciences that were really becoming very appreciated was if it's not rational or you can't reason it or you can't find a conclusion to it or, or find a, a solve the problem, then it, it's not accurate. It doesn't exist. So then that time period uh, also really didn't support intuition. So people became more into speculative um, sciences and looking at things from, from an exterior uh, point of view. So we really did get away from our inner voice, our inner way. Fortunately, I've been in this, uh, I was raised um, with intuition uh, my grandmother taught me intuition as a young girl. I know last week anybody who listened to the show heard the other side of the coin of my <laughs> my childhood. There's there's always two sides to a coin, and the good part of the coin of my childhood was that I had a lot of uh, you know uh, unique uh, upbringing, and one of them was my grandmother read cards for the. Um, for the neighborhood women, and my great-great-aunt read tea leaves for the Eastern Star Temple. So I was really exposed to that perspective of listening from within instead of relying on exterior uh, rules or uh, voices or rules of conduct. Right. So I want to talk about that because that's uh, many of us don't know how to listen to that voice. But before we go in that direction, I also want you to help dispel some myths for me and for the listeners. Um, You know, hearing you say you grew up with a grandmother who taught who read cards. You know, you can. It's easy to immediately think of the little hunched over woman with the crystal ball (laughs) or the you know law enforcement. you know, using somebody to help them find, you know, solve a crime or whatever it is, talking to deceased relatives. How is that different than what you do? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> so what I started out with, I mean, it's, it's hard to talk about it as just this or that, because for me, intuition has been an ever-evolving process of growing, of learning. And um, so I did start out with that, not that myth, but that idea that psychic abilities or, or fortune-telling per se and that was way back in high school. I was doing card readings. What I really realized was um, throughout and in my 20s was that I was supporting, in doing psychic readings, I was supporting victim thinking. And what, uh-huh. that, mean, what that means is if I say, oh, Geraldine, this is going to happen. 
to you, then I just set you up for uh, putting the power, your power, on what I just said and put you in a waiting mode. And, you know, when, I, when I'm reading a lot about this neuropsychology and, and everything, it really validates what I've experienced as an intuitive empowerment guide in that really, you know, they say that uh, 50% of, of who we are is, like, is genetic, but uh, 10% is circumstance and 40% is really our choice. So I really feel like that applies to all areas of our life. We have a high percentage of choice on how to pick up the paddles and row the boat of our life in the direction. So when somebody talks about fate-based thinking, which is more of the old psychic, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you your future, then I believe it supports victim. It doesn't support the empowerment of the individual to really create the life that they really long or deserve to. And so I think that there's a combination of fate and uh, free will in everyone's life. And, you know, there's a lot of argument. This is a, this has probably been centuries long argument and will probably continue to be. But this is my experience in all these years in this field is what I've seen. Did that help clarify the question? Yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit more about fate versus free will? Yes. <laughs> um, so the fate thinking believes that you were born and destined to the life that, you know, that you were, are going to live. So somebody who's really focused on a fate-based thinking will look into your future, say it's set in stone, and that's what it is. Um, so the past uh, old myths of the psychics would come from that, that fate-based thinking uh, that still occurs today. But what is fortunately what I've seen happening over the last 20 years um, because about 30 years ago, it was more the fate base was more strong in people's thinking. In the last 20 years, maybe 30, 25 years, people are starting to go, okay, free will is, I have a choice. You know, I, if I'm walking along the path in life and somebody foresees that there might be a hole there, I have a choice to either walk around it or fall into it. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. we really, you know, or sometimes what, what I found is, is um, back in the olden days, I make it sound like I'm 100 years old, back way, way back when, you know, I started. <laughs> um, you know, what, what happened was people really wanted to know, you know, wh- where's the love of my life? Am I going to meet the love of my life? Am I going to make money? Whatever, great health. And, and so it was really this belief that this was or was not going to happen. And what I have found is everybody's really destined for happiness. That if you want to talk about what is the higher will of the greater plan, it's really to live love a loving life, to live with love, to live with health, to live with well-beingness. That's all of our right. Um, and so the more we change our thinking to this is everyone's right to have in life, it's not just you know, handed to a few people, how do we change our thinking to really start uh, moving towards that? And so that's where um, I I left the fate-based thinking and went more towards uh, being from a psychic to an intuitive to an empowerment guide. And that's that's, um, my evolution over 35 years. Well, actually, I learned it at 12, 
So I've been really doing this for um, <laughs> more, than, more than 35 years. <laughs> I think that's turning into uh, 40 years or so. Mm-hmm. But um, so, I, so I've really seen not only personally for my evolution and viewing how uh, psychic versus intuition, but have been seeing it become more of a way of um, common, average, mainstream thinking. And it's very exciting because I see that as a positive thing. Right, right. Okay. So for someone who is um, raised with this, um, who's taught this kind of thinking or who is more in touch with their intuitive um, capabilities, it's great. But what about people like us, <laughs> people like me, who I feel like I, um, how do I start? Where? How do I start cultivating? Or what tools have you come up with to start cultivating this yeah. uh, skill? Well, even though even though I was taught it at a very young age, I really went after um, trying to cultivate it more and more because it was important to me. So I, th- I feel like it's like a muscle. I, I feel mm-hmm. like the intuitive muscle is would be similar to an exercising muscle. Um, and, and the more that we cultivate and focus on inward thinking, reflective thinking, we do, we've done a reflective exercise. I mean, I've only done a very short reflective exercise with every show. But if you take that a little longer or do more reflective, then what happens is you're really cultivating that muscle in a stronger way and starting to, to look at life from a different lens. Um, so, and we're going to have a break in, in, in a short while, um, so I will, in a minute. So I will talk a little bit more about the specifics on the other side of the break. But um, what I find is, is if you, everyone has intuition. Everyone is intuitive. Everyone has an intuitive story. And the, one of the myths that you were talking about uh, or, you know, referring to is that people are looking at intuition as like this, whoa, this happened. You know, I was told to turn around at the red light and I did and a car accident happened instead of intuition as a really powerful, subtle voice. So we're going to have a break right now. And on the other side, I will continue to be um, interviewed by Geraldine Plato. <laughs> and uh, this is actually very fun. Oh, uh, I'm enjoying it too. I, well, it's, I love this subject. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, I'll see you on the other side of the break. Thank you for joining the show, Living the Best You. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You deserve to live the life you are meant to live. Your struggles can become the pathway to gratitude and the joy of living. The true voice of your inner you is longing to be heard by you again. Gain greater tools and awareness. The adventure is just beginning. Janice Darrow invites you to visit www.JaniceDarrow.com to learn more about the exciting work she's doing as an intuitive empowerment guide, vision board facilitator, workshop leader, and inspirational speaker. Your path begins with a single step. That's JaniceDarrow.com. J-A-N-E-S-E-D-E-R-R-O-U-G-H.com. Do you think about losing weight and living a healthier life? Are you ready to make a change but don't know where to start? Then you need to know about The Inner Way. 
a life-transforming, inspirational DVD that will teach you how to change your thinking and change your life. Using the Law of Attraction, The Inner Way will explain why we become what we think about most and show you how to start attracting the things you truly want in life. The Inner Way is an exercise plan for your mind. Experts like Bob Proctor and Gay Hendricks will guide you through an abundant variety of tools to help you remap your thinking and start focusing on living the life you were meant to live. If weight loss and health always seem to be on your to-do list, you can get started today by visiting TheInnerWay.com. That's www.TheInnerWeigh.com. Watch the trailer, read the reviews, and discover why people are calling The Inner Way a film that everyone should watch. It's time to take that step toward the you that you were meant to be. It's time to experience The Inner Way. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. tuned in to Living the Best You with your host, Janice Darrow. To reach our show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That number again is 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to JaniceLD at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to Living the Best You. Hi, my name is Janice Darrow, and I am with our guest who's interviewing me, Geraldine Plato. And the question that Geraldine asked me before the break was, what specific things can we do to really cultivate a greater intuition? And um, one of the things I started to share was that although I was raised with intuition as a thought, um, I still spent a lot of time uh, with uh, cultivating it. As, as, and if you look at it as a muscle, it's like the more that we do, the better it's going to get. And another thing that a point, a really important point, is that intuition is really subtle. And uh, sometimes it might not be, but mostly it is. And everybody has their own way to, to uh, experience intuition, whether it's a gut feeling, whether it's a thought, whether it's through dreams. And uh, I find dreams to be really... One of the, the, I suggest using dreams a lot. Um, if you have a question that you, they say sleep on it, but if you have a question that's really, you're wanting some clarity on, I find that if you ask before you go to sleep and you're specifically suggesting that you'll receive the answer in your dream and you'll understand the answer and wake, wake up with clarity, um, I have found that to be a very useful tool for um, not only myself, but a lot of people I've worked with over the years, is because when we're asleep, we get our rational mind out of the way. And sometimes the answer comes back in a, in a dream that, that doesn't make sense, but we just know and feel what it is. So, Geraldine, have you ever had, um, give me an example of what you've done with how you've cultivated intuition. I'm going to throw it back to you, the same question. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm a big fan of journaling. I love the idea of writing things down, um, just mostly to process, to uh, place myself as the observer, and um, also to kind of create an inquisitive 
uh, inquisitive mind because it seems like when I kind of open myself to asking questions instead of knowing the answers, uh, somehow things make, I don't know, I feel like I get answers. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's certainly one way. I think also, and this is something that I'm working with, but I think finding the balance between um, sort of relaxing and uh, resting, playing, kind of getting into the flow instead of, um, you had said at the beginning, you were talking about how rules, when rules came into our uh, thinking, we sort of shut down our intuitive voice. So trying to turn off some of the rules and um, get into the flow and play of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's actually a good point because I find um, being in nature, just being in that quiet place, being in a playful way, that reflective uh, introspective place is really the best place. But when you mention the word inquisitive, I really love that. Um, that I feel like uh, for me, um, you know, the, the, those who heard uh, last week's show, um, I, I end up sharing a lot about my troubled childhood, <laughs> which I wasn't expecting to do, but I did. Um, and, and one of the things when I ended up having this huge transformative life of, of, um, of, of getting sober, I felt like a child that had no idea how to do life. So I went into this very inquisitive place because there were no real adults around that I could say, wow, yeah, they're living the life I want to live. I felt like I really didn't have any place to go but inside um, to ask these questions. And this brings us to one common question I get asked a lot is, uh, so where does intuition come from? And, you know, I feel like we can go on around and around about that. Um, You know, everybody really has their own relationship with intuition, whether you want to say it's from God, higher power, your soul, uh, the, the prefrontal cortex brain sorting things out and guiding you that way. Um, there are so many different different uh, areas that we could actually say where intuition is coming from, and maybe it's all of that. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that we all have our own ideas, and what's important is there's no right one. It's really having a relationship with what feels the most comfortable and cultivating that muscle. Um you don't need to know what muscles you're strengthening when you're training for, you know, uh, you know, a, a hike. I'm training for a hike, a long hike right now. You don't need to know that. You just go do that. And that's what I'm feeling with intuition is the more logical that we try to figure it out, the less we're connecting to that, that subtle, powerful voice within. Mm-hmm. And I think there's been, I've been seeing more and more, research and studies around using meditation, mindfulness, breath work to also sort of get into that same state. And, I mean, seeing these uh, studies of how CEOs are using meditation in their um, productive, you know, to increase their productive business life. And I think that's really interesting, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, and, and meditation and mindfulness, yoga, uh, breath all brings us into that that more of that reflective, that powerful place, um, if you want to say, away from the limbic um, mm. brain. Limbic is the part of the brain that's survival, fight, or flight. And, yeah, we could say intuition, uh, you know, w- when it comes from a reaction. But I personally feel like it comes from the higher part of our brain um, that that's more 
in a bigger way. But um, yeah, so that all that strengthens that intuitiveness. But the, so back to what happened for me, I was in this very vulnerable place where I didn't have a clue about anything. And I decided that um, I would not believe anything unless I experienced it, including whether there was uh, a God that existed or, or not. And so I really took everything to a question. And, um, and, and in that questioning, and I was very adamant, like I wanted to know. I wanted to know, and I came from a, a deep, you know, I want to know. I want to know the truth. And because of that, I had the most profound experience uh, that changed the way I saw everything, that changed my life. And from that, I gained um, a deeper relationship. So I feel like this, I call myself a spiritual scientist because I don't just believe something unless I experience it. And I feel like the inquisitiveness is the number one key ingredient to really having, um, uh, to, to really gaining that greater uh, intuition. So that's that's mm-hmm. um, what what worked for me, and um, so I really suggest for people to to really have ask questions. Don't be shy around questions, and and if you don't receive clearly the answer, keep asking and or ask differently. You know, and really just allow the answer to come in. Um, the rational mind wants to say, I'm asking it now and it needs to come in right now. But really, the intuitive mind, it's like you ask, you, you sit it inside yourself and you allow it to percolate up to whether it percolates through a dream or when you're walking, all of a sudden you have clarity on on what it is. And, and it might not be just this big ah, it just might be this real sense of clarity. So that um, that's a question for me. I'm not even exactly sure how to formulate the question. But um, so, do you like do you shift into an intuitive mind, or is it you know is it sort of always there, or do you use your tools and techniques to somehow shift your thinking to then become intuitive? Does that make sense? Yes. Um, and I've tried not to answer complicated. Um, <laughs> both, all of it, none of it, no. <laughs> um, I, I shift. Um, before every client calls, I will take the time and meditate uh, to shift. Uh, um, so I, on purpose, go to reflect, to receive for an individual. And what I do, basically, with the work I do, is I sit in or feel like I'm inside uh, myself with the person in my mind. Um, that's just with the work. But I might be having a conversation with with a person, and I'm actually f- receiving things. But that has taken a lot of years to to come to. So um, so for me, it's both, and and for others, it's both. But I would really recommend, highly recommend, shifting. And what that means is to go from more the logic to the feeling body. Um, to sit in that reflective place more, whether it's mindfulness, meditation, breath, really um, quiet, doing sweet walks, uh, anything that really brings you out of your mind will help strengthen the intuition. Yeah, and I guess for the uh, sake of not letting this get too complicated, because as you said in the beginning of the show, we all have this 
um, just that very simple one or two minute technique you did at the beginning of this show. We could all go back to that, listen back to the recording, and I guess just something. It, it, it can really be that simple. <laughs> yes. Well, Jordan, that's actually. Oh my gosh. You know, that's the that's a really fabulous point because. I feel like we, as uh, intellectual beings, make intuition really complex. And I think that's what, um, why we want these big wows to happen. But really, the more we are reflective and quiet in our own self, the more we'll see it's really about being in this gentle stream. And um, it's not like, wow, okay, I'm going to go do this. My guidance told me to do this or my intuition (laughs) told me to do this. It's more of a sense of being in this flow. And and the more that we're in the flow, the more we're going to feel the difference. So it's Mm -hmm. really about learning to kind of be in this gentle space within ourselves and shifting. And when we're not and we're in our hectic, chaotic mind that's going I call it a gerbil wheel mind because my mind can go there so no matter how long I've been doing intuition I still seem to have a gerbil wheel mind very alive (laughs) that pops in and I go oh so when my gerbil wheel mind which the gerbils on the wheel going round and round and round and round I have to still you know I have to take myself and shift and and meditate or or breathe and, and quiet my mind so it slows down so that I could be in that gentle flow. So I don't know if there's any, uh, you know, I'm sure people who have been doing it often, um, who meditate a lot, who really can, can you know, uh, are, are less in the gerbil mind. But I think the gerbil mind seems to be uh, in most of us that I've ever met, most people. Right. Um, yeah, and it's just very hard to, to balance that um, very practical, you know, the, the the practical challenges of life. You got to get a lot done. You've got your your checklist and your um, responsibilities, and mm-hmm. then how do you just drop into a rest or relaxation or quieting that mind that oftentimes feels like it needs to be busy? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess it's just something you continue to cultivate over time. That has been my experience. Well, it's inquisitiveness. It's taking everything as a question within, assuming that you have something uh, wiser inside of you that can tell you. We oftentimes rely on exterior uh, wisdom, which is really good, too. I'm not discounting that, but I, I feel like it's really a combination of just assuming that we have a soul, we have a wisdom within us, and, and, and to ask that wisdom first, um, to just go back to asking that wisdom. So imagine that you have a wise woman or man inside you, and you're just going to that place and asking the wisdom the question, and, um, and then maybe getting validation through the rational, through the exterior wisdom. And if somebody, so you get an answer inside, or you get a sense of an answer, and you talk to someone who you feel is a wise person, and they are kind of validating your answer, you know, that's a good way to connect more as well, too, is to use um, guides or guidance from other people after first asking your own wise self. Uh, 
the question. Yeah, but then how how do you also <laughs> stay out of confusion? You can ask five people, and five people tell you something different. So, do you teach discernment? Do you do you teach how to, um, you know, how do you separate out your your head from your heart, your spirit mm-hmm. from your ego? Yeah. Well, that's why you ask yourself first. You ask your wise person inside you. And for you with journaling, that would be good. So you ask, you you journal it, uh, you write it down. It's more anchored in your being. So when you are asking people, it's really important to be sitting in what you received. And, and that way you can kind of feel whether other people's uh, suggestions flow or, or, you know, and, and the openness. I really feel like it's about being open and not attached because I feel like our attachment to things is really prevents us from really following intuition. And I see this a lot around relationship or especially career changes. Somebody might really feel intuitively, uh, and this is actually a point I want to bring up. Somebody might, let's just say somebody intuitively feels like they need to uh, change careers and uh, But they're afraid, so they don't. But they know that intuitively they're getting strong to do it, so they don't. And the next thing you know, you hear that maybe they, they got laid off. And, and I see this again and again and again is that when we don't follow our intuition, this is when, like, fate can kick in and, and, and make it hard because we didn't follow it. We got the, the guidance, the intuition first, mm-hmm. and we didn't follow it. And because we didn't follow it, it's like let, that still happened. The change still was what happened. And I feel like following intuition or getting intuitive uh, and having the courage to move through it, I've seen again and again, prevents a lot of, can prevent suffering through that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It also can can be a big leap. You know, uh, so many times I want to hold on to safety instead of doing, you know, you think, oh, yeah, I'd love to quit my job. But, um, and so, uh, you know, once again, how do you sort of sort out when you listen to that voice and and when, when you um, be practical, I guess? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where, um, and, and we're coming up to a break, but that's where Einstein's quote is, is that um, the intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the rational mind is a faithful servant. So when you get an intuitive feel about something, that's where the rational mind says, okay, let's make sense out of this and what steps. And that's, I love the rational mind. Uh, and that's where the rational mind says, okay, step one, two, three, four, five. So when the two are working together, not just intuitive and waiting, uh-huh. but intuition and rational mind, Powerful changes, healthy changes can take place. We have a break, so we'll talk more about this on the other side of the break. Thanks. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You deserve to live the life you are meant to live. Your struggles can become the pathway to gratitude and the joy of living. The true voice of your inner you is longing to be heard by you again. Gain greater tools and awareness. The adventure is just beginning. 
Janice Darrow invites you to visit www.JaniceDarrow.com to learn more about the exciting work she's doing as an intuitive empowerment guide, vision board facilitator, workshop leader, and inspirational speaker. Your path begins with a single step. That's JaniceDarrow.com, J-A-N-E-S-E-D-E-R-R-O-U-G-H.com. Do you think about losing weight and living a healthier life? Are you ready to make a change but don't know where to start? Then you need to know about The Inner Way, a life-transforming inspirational DVD that will teach you how to change your thinking and change your life. Using the law of attraction, The Inner Way will explain why we become what we think about most and show you how to start attracting the things you truly want in life. The Inner Way is an exercise plan for your mind. Experts like Bob Proctor and Gay Hendricks will guide you through an abundant variety of tools to help you remap your thinking and start focusing on living the life you were meant to live. If weight loss and health always seem to be on your to-do list, you can get started today by visiting TheInnerWay.com. That's www.TheInnerWeigh.com. Watch the trailer, read the reviews, and discover why people are calling The Inner Way a film that everyone should watch. It's time to take that step toward the you that you were meant to be. It's time to experience The Inner Way. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com tuned in to Living the Best You with your host, Janice Darrow. To reach our show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That number again is 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to JaniceLD at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to Living the Best You. Hi, this is Janice, and uh, we're talking today, uh, I'm with our guest, Geraldine Plato, who's actually interviewing me, and we're talking about intuition in your everyday life. And um, hi, Geraldine. Hey, Denise. <laughs> I'm ready to go again. <laughs> well, good, because we're on. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, listen, um, we have talked some about the challenges in your personal life, but I want to know what has been your biggest challenge in your intuitive development. Oh, hey. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, just like I was saying, there's every side to a coin, um, you know, the head and the tail. Being, um, and I and I really look back and, and, you know, anybody who's heard any of my shows knows that, you know, I had an alcohol problem at a very young age and I got sober at almost 21 years old and have been sober ever since. And um, I, I am looking back, and when I did get sober, I found it really hard to be around other people. I didn't realize that having an open intuitiveness really affected how I felt. So mm. it took a lot of years for me and learning tools on how to ground and how to be in my own self. And um, before I realized I might be walking into a room and all of a sudden I had a headache and it never occurred to me that it wasn't my headache for a long time. So I really mm-hmm. do feel like that's a really important uh, key point. If if you or anyone are opening your intuition more and more, it's really important to just um, 
you know, and I, I call it surrounding yourself in, in love um, because when you're in that love vibration, it's, um, it's, it's just a really kind of like a gentle arms wrapped around you, holding you in that space, whether you want to call it protection or just love. Um, so I feel like the more that you are in that space, the more clear you'll be about, about it. But yeah, the other side is the more I developed the intuition and the more I did that, I had to really learn the difference between what I was picking up or what was inside of me because it took a while to, to know that. But over the years, I, I became more clear. So it's, again, hmm. developing the muscle. Like if, you're, if you did a, a big, long hike or big run, all of a sudden your, your legs are going to be really sore. You might not know which muscle got really used or which muscles more developed. And then the, the better you get, you can say, oh, yeah, it's this muscle over this one that I really work differently today. So that's the same thing with intuition. All right, so that makes me think of another question, which is, um, you know, I, I'll speak for myself, but I believe that we as a society have been taught to, um, it's not really okay to relax, to, you know, take care of yourself. And, you know, uh, we don't know a lot about really self-care. A lot of societal messages are not about self-care. But it sounds like, you know, that's what you were also just talking about. So how do you... Um, how do you um, feel good about uh, taking care of yourself so you can relax, you can get into the flow, so you can get into this um, higher way of thinking? Mm-hmm. Um, that has a couple pieces to it. Mm-hmm. The, the good news is, is the mindfulness that's really becoming more mainstream, more prevalent, yoga. Um, so self-care is becoming more popular. And 10 years from now, or 20, it might not even be an issue. Um, earlier, I was talking about how um, when we don't follow our intuition, sometimes we end up struggling more. So a lot of times what I see is and I see this a lot actually, especially with very giving, caretaking person people, um, including how I was more so. I've had to learn how to do more self care through through kind of burnout. You know, so a lot of times people give, give, go, go, do, do, and their intuition says slow down, slow down, rest, rest, rest. They're like, yeah, 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 but but but, and then the next thing you know, they have to rest for whatever reason. Or that life is something happens, has, and, something happens, and they just can't keep going as fast, and they need to do what I call in breath. You know, I, I call these cycles in breath and out breath. And some people are naturally more comfortable with being in in breath, and and uh, but our culture has really promoted the out breath way of being. You know, go go go! I'm going to go to New York next week, and um, it's definitely out breath. <laughs> over in New York City. <laughs> so um, it, it, it's about learning how to be in your natural rhythm because you might be more of an out-breath person or you might be more of an in-breath person. And the way to really find your rhythm is to start to listen, to, be the, to do the inquisitiveness, to, to feel whether you're in your own flow or whether you're in somebody else's flow that had decided that being a seriously hard worker, type A personality is the best way to be, it might not be you, who you really are. So you might have taken that on. So it's about learning about you and listening to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So um, another question I want to go into is just I want to know a little more practical steps about how you, um, really what you do as an empowerment coach then. So what do I do as a empowerment coach? Um, I'm trying to understand the question. So because each person is an individual and what I do is I intuit the person. I don't know if I'm answering this right. The, the way that you're asking, Geraldine, so let me know. Okay. But um, what I will do is ask what I am um, to help the person with, what tools to give each individual, because really there's not, it's not a one-size-fits-all. As I was talking about a, a minute ago, there's, there's in-breath, out-breath, and uh, lots, of, lots of spaces in between. And so it's really about helping an individual through the use of my intuition connect to their intuition and what their rhythm is and what really would help bring about their life in an empowering way. So, um, and probably you might even be able to speak more clearly or specifically of this because you've, we've worked together for eight years and you've had your own individual experiences because each person I work with in a different way based on what they need in that moment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that will help them get clear and more in their own flow and more in their own empowerment. And uh, so I use a combination of intuition, a combination of looking at their life in a bigger way and finding steps and tools on how to work with either a specific situation or a lot of different situations. So that's what I I would, uh, that's what I do as an empowerment guide. Yeah, I guess in uh, to answer your question about what my experience has been, sort of in plain speak, it's sort of um, you don't let me be a victim. <laughs> you know, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, you're really good about just um, in a, a kind, gentle, loving, supportive way, bringing whatever uh, I'm preoccupied by bringing back to me. Um, how I can change the situation, where I, um, how I affect whatever it is that um, I'm looking at in myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I do believe that when we come from that really empowered place within our own self, it's like we're a magnet and uh, we're a magnet for our life uh, to flow to us and, and move in the direction that both best nourishes us. Victim thinking or and we're all probably I, I haven't met a person who hasn't gone there uh yet if I do I'll be thrilled <laughs> but most of us have or do go to that place of feeling powerless uh or in a victim place of a situation and when we leave that space and we shift a little bit and that's where intuition is really wonderful when we shift a little bit to look at it from a different angle to feel it from a different angle it's amazing how that shift of perspective and uh you know in psychology they might call it cognitive reappraisal uh, shifting the perspective changes the flow of everything and so it's really tuning in from a deeper place shifting the perspective to move into what what's more lined up or nourishing for you individually. 
So yeah, that's does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And so, and it sort of leads into uh, my next question as we bring this to a close. Is I don't know if you can capsulize this, but if you um, do, you have sort of a life manifesto or just sort of a basic philosophy by which you live your life based on everything we've just been talking about. Mm. Well, I mean, you know, I feel very grateful to have shifted my life around at the age of 20. And um, I, I, I look at my life as if uh, I was at my last breath. And am I living the life that I'm really proud of? Um, and have I made a difference and really served and nourished other people and shown up in the way that would is beneficial for everyone, including myself. So, so mm. spiritual. So spiritually, I really um, it's about being really in our hearts and living compassion and living a life that we're really um, proud of. Which I, I, I want to close the show with uh, in honor of my grandmother, because one thing other than my grandmother teaching me intuition, one of the things that she really taught is about loving other people. She used to say, um, you never know, you might say the right thing, the most positive, loving thing to change a person's life around, and you don't even know it. And so I felt like I was uh, given the job as a kid, which I love, of, of loving people up. And, um, and so I live my life with that idea in mind, but also to recognize that it's not just about loving people up, but l- that I'm part of the equation. So not only loving other people up, but loving me up as well. And that's, um, you know, I, I, I think that that really cuts across to all humanity. It's not about a religion. It's not about a specific spirituality. It's really about living as a kind person. Um, so we, we do have, uh, we're coming to a close. So I do want to thank you, Geraldine, <laughs> Geraldine Plato, um, and for this interview. And if you'd like to give us your website, uh, anyone interested in talking to Geraldine further, your website is? Uh, I've got a couple. You can go to GeraldinePlato.com. And that will lead you to, uh, it'll tell you more about me and a couple of businesses I have, my resource health and wellness center, possibiliesofwellbeing.com, and my uh, creative community building at platostrategies.com. Well, thank you, Geraldine. And so I want to talk a little bit about next week's show. I, uh, my son, my oldest son is graduating, uh, Columbia University. So congratulations, Jamie. I'm going to be in New York. We did a pre-recording. So the guest for next week is Bonnie Michelle Malden. She is in the inner way. She has, uh, she's a radio show host. On uh, WAEC Love 860 AM. She's also founder of Atlanta Corporate Wellness. And she talks uh, and she's really knowledgeable about physical health and wellness, has really working in the corporate uh, arena around bringing wellness into the corporate and has created um, the first corporate wellness business directory and is hoping to expand that throughout the country. So we're very excited to, um, to have Bonnie Michelle uh, Malden on the show next week. So I, and, Janice, because it's pre-recorded, you can't have call-in questions. 
Right. But if you do have any questions, then feel free to email them to me. And uh, if they're Tabani, I will forward them to her. If there's something that you hear in the show that you might ask me, uh, you know, just feel free to email the questions. Because even though it's pre-recorded, you know, we still love the interaction. And we, we appreciate each and every one of you for being on the show, for listening, and for sharing. And um, thank you, and have a delightful week. And we'll, we'll see you, uh, well, I'll be the week after, but next week I'll be on the show as well. But it was pre-recorded. Thanks. Have a great week. We appreciate you joining us for this week's edition of Living the Best You with Janice Darrow. Please tune in again next Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, get ready to have the best time of your life.